The Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup North America on IMSA Radio. Well, hello everybody and welcome along to Long Beach, California for round number four of the Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup North America. John Hindorf and Jeremy Shaw with you as this 2023 season continues with the biggest single manufacturer series across the world. We're on the left-hand coast with uh, 1.968 miles and 11 corners to negotiate in a 40-minute contest uh, that will... Once again, I'm sure, set the streets alight. We had great entertainment uh, yesterday, not without incident, one has to, de- to say, and we have just slightly depleted the grid. Turn one, uh, always an action area. Turn eight was where it all happened uh, yesterday and has taken a couple of cars out of the race. Opportunities for overtaking at the final hairpin as well. The long curving uh, front straight of uh, Shoreline Drive is where the cars are gridded up and the engines will be starting in just a moment or two's time. And we have the spectacle, both visual and oral, of the flat six four-litre Porsche 990 Cup cars on the street. Currently parked with their tails uh, into the wall, the IMSA officials and Johnny Knotts right at the front of the field, just holding them back. The engines have been fired and they will roll off behind the 911-992 turbo in the deluxe colours and pole position for Tom Sargent. We'll just see them roll away before we run down the grid for you. What a sight it is. And there is the McElroy racing car leading off the grid. Tom Sargent inducted into the Bathurst Hall of Fame at the National Motor Museum at the final corner of Mount Panorama for his win last year in the high-tech Orleans Bathurst six hours. Jeremy Shaw, good, well, I think we can say good evening now, can't we, as we bring the Long Breach Grand Prix weekend to a close. Let's have a look at how they line up for the grid. I said we're slightly depleted. We've lost a few cars. That's right, John. We've lost probably four cars uh, since the start of the weekend. Number 23, PJ Hyatt, Alan Metney, whose birthday it is today, decided to go home and spend it with his family after a win yesterday. So lots to celebrate. Uh, Jason Hart and, and uh, Michael McCarthy also won't be starting for their crash yesterday. So 31 cars at the back. Number 83 is James McCann. Row 15, Todd Parriott in car number 89 and Michael Merritt in car number 63. Row 14, Scott Noble in car number 10 and Christian Cole in car number 27. Chris Palomo in number 68 and John Getz in number 57 will share row 13. Ahead of them, Kyle Washington from in uh, car number 32 and Mark Kwame, the, uh, the AM pole sitter in car number 43. Number 44, Moise Uretsky will start 22nd alongside Efren Castro in car number 65. Two more Pro-Am contenders on row 10, Jeff Mosing in car number 56. And the pole sitter, for the first time for ACI Motorsports in car number 82, is Marco Cironi, who won on the road yesterday, but was later penalised for a false start, so he lost that win. Uh, 18th on the grid, Varun Choksi in car number 13. 
alongside him Jake Peterson in car number 85, Stefan Radzinski in car number 93, and Elias De La Torre in car number 4 will share row 8. Sabra Cook in car number 37 and Sean Varwig in number 2 on row 7. Dan Clark is 12th on the grid in car number 64. Alongside Thomas Neveu from Canada in car number 24. Ryan Yardley from New Zealand in car number 78. And Thomas Merrill in car number 47 will share row 5. Grant Torkey, who didn't start yesterday, had a, a fire extinguisher problem. Uh, but he's, that car is ready to go today. That's car number 81. Alongside Travis Wiley in car number 77. Jimmy Libre in car number 74 and Alex Sedgwick from the UK in car number 98 will share row three. Will Martin, also from England for JDX Racing in car number nine, will start fourth alongside Michael McCann. He had his career best third place finish yesterday for McCann Racing. That's car number eight. Riley Dickinson, yesterday's winner in car number 53 for Kelly Moss, uh, is second and on the pole position. Tom Sargent for McElroy Racing in car number 17. And the cars are side by side. Watch the white car with the green stripe as the green flag is in the air. Riley Dickinson trying to get down the inside of Tom Sargent who pulls across to the right-hand side. That's absolutely fine. Defends the position. Oh, somebody right up against the wall and it's broken the car. And that is, I think, is that the number nine? Will Martin, I think it might be gone straight on at turn one the steering damage on the left front of that car he was pushed up against the wall they filtered through almost single file through the fountain it really is only one line through there and there's going to be an accident at turn four and it's the apex number 77 car of travis wiley who was pushed around there facing the wrong direction everyone has missed him so drama in the early part of this 40 minute context contest and there's another spinner and this time it's the Purple and pink, number 44, Moisia Reski, the accelerating performance car that's gone down. And it was, in fact, Michael McCann of McCann Racing uh, that went straight on at turn one. My apologies to Will Martin and JDX Racing, who was right in front of his teammate, Alan, uh, Alex Sedgwick, there. But that's for me, that was contact with the wall drivers. Right, and another incident. This time, the number four car, Villas Del Torres, who has clipped uh, another car on his right-hand side and folded his mirror back. That was down at turn nine. Blissfully unaware of all this and going across the star-finish line, Ton Sargent leads from Will Martin and JDX racing in the dark grey car in second place. And Riley Dickinson yesterday's winner is in third from Jimmy Labre, MDK Motorsports. Escaped the carnage as well. Grant Torquay, ACI, up into fifth position. And then Sedgwick, Yardley, Thomas Merrill, Thomas Never, and Sean Varwick. That's your top ten on what can only be described, Jeremy Shaw, as, um, as an involving first lap and certainly with plenty of incidents. See if we can unravel what happened. Yeah, the uh, number eight car just drifting out to the left-hand side wall. We talked about that long curving front straight and uh, it was curving rather too much for Michael McCann. Yeah, that was really unfortunate for Michael. A tremendous run yesterday. There's a bit of a nudge there from him. That's Thomas that Merrill Thomas who Merrill, gave a bit yeah. of a helping hand to Travis Wiley. Of course, it was uh, Travis Wiley who nudged yesterday uh, Michael McCarthy into a spin at turn eight to cause that wreck at the end of the race. So uh, 
it. But uh, yeah, that was that was unfortunate for all those guys, particularly for Michael McCann. Did a, just a tremendous job yesterday to finish in a third position. But a great start there for Will Martin to move himself up into second place for JDX Racing and put some pressure on Tom Sargent. And all of a sudden, Riley Dickinson won the first two races of the season at Sebring from the pole. He's now down in third position. With a little bit of work to do. You made the point in yesterday's race, but I'm conscious that there'll be people trackside uh, listening to us as well as watching our live free coverage. No subscription required, by the way, for any of these races. I'll come back to that in a moment as Sean Varwig, who was running in the top 10, is in the wall. That's turn nine. Uh, he's running to the runoff, should I say, at turn nine and gone straight on. That was a shame because he'd had a decent run uh, as well. Must have been at the end of the last lap as the leaders are coming round to that area. Now, let's hope we can get that car running again as into the pits uh, comes Dan Clark in the 16 car, at uh, the 64 car, excuse me, 16th in pro. So, has he had some issues uh, as well? well? It's been all action so far. All of these races available as we go to full course yellow. We'll see the safety car come out. Available without subscription here in the US and further afield. Or by clicking the uh, live video on imsaradio.com. And thanks to Porsche for making that available to everyone for the Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup this year. Well, congratulations to the IMSA safety team, the AMR IMSA safety team, and our track workers for clearing up that first lap but still more work for them to do out on the circuit as the, well, Michael McCann's got the car back to the pits. I'm really surprised about that because I thought he had real damage on the left front and he's clearly rubbed the wall, Jeremy, all the way down the left-hand side. And I think it must be the left rear that was doing some steering. The mechanics are looking at that. But that was a pretty heavy clonk on the left-hand side of the car as he was going down to turn one at lap one. Yeah, it'll, it'll end his day, I think. But at least he's got it back to the pit, so he's saved himself a walk there. Um, but, yeah, that was really unfortunate. And here's a, 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 a replay of uh, Sean Varwick, I think, isn't it? Yeah, so Turn he's in contact. Uh, damage to the, uh, the right front on that car. Uh, so I'm not quite sure where he sustained that because uh, that's on the, the seaside way straight leading down between eight and nine. But uh, end of his race as well. So, gosh, yeah, a very, very eventful first couple of laps there for these cars and drivers. Thankfully, nothing too serious, but really just a collection of what were, thankfully, relatively minor incidents because, you know, it's a scary track here. I mean, it's a really daunting racetrack. It's fast. Uh, there's uh, concrete walls all the way around, so absolutely no room for a mistake. But what a shame for Michael McCann, as I said uh, earlier on. He did a, uh, the 27-year-old from Canton, Ohio, did a fabulous job yesterday to uh, finish on the podium for the first time in that uh, family-run team. Uh, his, his uncle is competing in this race as well, uh, James McCann, or Jimmy, uh, Jimmy is he's is, is, uh, better known amongst uh, that uh, family. Uh, he's at the, towards the back of the field, but yeah, tremendous run for that team yesterday, but today not so much. Yeah, just a, a note uh, as well, um, with Dan, in, Dan Clark in the pits, uh, I have to wonder if he was the other car that was in the tyre smoke, the Michelin tyre smoke yeah. with uh, Sean Varwig and whether there was some side-by-side -side contact there uh, into turn nine. I 
Sean right up against the wall, driver's left. And there was another brightly coloured car there, which could yeah. have been the Norris Bork Reese Nichols machine. Yeah. And uh, Sean getting a lift back in the rapid response EMR IMSA Porsche Cayenne. So swaps a 911 for a Cayenne Turbo. Uh, although he's yeah, only passengering there. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think you're right there. And uh, let's have another replay of what those two cars are coming oh, no, into the it wasn't. corner. Big, no, well, it wasn't. I mean, the, the problem for number two car was before that. Correct. That's just it. You can see the smoke all the way back down the straight. So uh, it's clearly damage, I think, there to the to the right front there. So, yeah, not quite sure what could have happened there. It must have been something farther back down the straightaway. But uh, shame for Sean, who completed the first lap in... in uh, Intense position. Was that the McElroy racing car, Thomas Never? Because or, or was what? it was it Sebra Well, Cook? no. I th I think by then the car was slow already. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So just whichever other car it was coming through, but uh, we you know, Thomas Never was ahead of, of Sean on that yeah. first lap. Sean's car is uh, dragged unceremoniously away. Uh, it, it will f just about flat toe, but again, I think the steering damage there. The yeah. guys from the AMR safety team having to uh, manhandle that car away it's got a flat left rear and i suspect front steering damage it, it will be a penalty by the way uh, in the sh in the form of a, a drive through for thomas merrill for nola sport who tipped the travis wiley top racing car into the spin uh, heading into turn four out of the fountain on that first lap so he'll have to come through Beautiful afternoon, early evening here. 64 degrees on the track and in the air. Fahrenheit, that's 18 Celsius. Still a bit of debris, actually, just at where the safety car is now. Going through that turn nine. Right-hander. We'll have at least one more lap behind the safety car. The incident with car two, Sean Varwig, will be looked at post-race. I suspect that will allow our race control stewards to review the onboard cameras uh, to pick uh, the bones out of what happened to Sean and whichever that other car was. Just watching them go through. Uh, I think it was Sabra Cook, actually, that was driving past it. Uh, uh, her no. driving past uh, in the Kelly Moss car, um, the the uh, the black and uh, black and dark red machine. But whether that car was involved, of course, we can't say. No, as well, you Sabre, said it, it slows. Sabre was running right behind um, uh, Sean Vargu when he had the incident. But I think by the time we, they came into our view, they're going to turn nine. I think he'd slowed right down and been passed by a whole bunch of cars. So he was just sort of. Uh, you know, the, just pulling it off the racetrack. But Sabra, uh, as a result of that, is now up into the top ten for the yep. first time. And uh, she, of course, was the winner, the, foot, the winner of the inaugural Porsche Deluxe Female Driver Development Driver uh, uh, scheme that came on board uh, with Kelly Moss, Victoria Thomas, uh, a big uh, driving force behind that. She's one of the team principals at Kelly Moss, and uh, she's you know, learning quickly in these cars. She's, she was a star in the karting world with Sabra for many, many years. Uh, and she's been trying to break into car racing now for, well, a bunch of years, to be honest. Um, and uh, had, the, had the promise, and, and now up into the top ten for the first time. She was up in the, she scored points in uh, uh, two of the first three races of the season. 
So she's you know, gradually gaining speed with experience and up here in the top 10 for the first time. So hats off there to Sabre and Cook. Yeah, it's done uh, a few bits and pieces, but hasn't had a full season of racing. Um, real opportunity here with this initiative from uh, Kelly Moss, Victoria Thomas, big driving force behind that. And... Uh, Excellent to see the uh, sponsors getting behind it as well. Yeah. I think the lights might be out on the safety car. I'll check it in a moment. They, are, they do sit just behind. They're not on the roof as it was, as it were. But it looks the way as everybody's backing up that we're going back to green. Having had the word from race control, but no, the... Car, the safety car, the 911 Turbo has pulled off. The green flag has been shown, and it's all to do again then for McElroy Racing's Tom Sargent. He'll be happy to see the laps ticking down, but there's still 28 and a half minutes to go. And what a great restart by JDX's Will Martin in second place in the dark grey car. He'll come to the outside and throws the dummy, goes to the inside down into turn one. There's a little clip, and they both somehow get through. And here comes Riley Dickinson closing up on the back of both of them. What a manoeuvre that was from Will Martin. Went to the right-hand side, the outside into turn one. That was the dummy. Moved the leader, Tom Sargent, across. And then he couldn't move again, of course, in reaction. Fantastic stuff. Meanwhile, back at turn one, we have uh, someone else who's bounced off the tyres. Tremendous a... move there by, oh, uh, by Will Martin. That was really impressive. The 20-year-old from Battle in Kent in England. He uh, finished third in last year's Porsche Carrera Cup GB. So he's got plenty of experience in these sorts of cars. Uh, and um, he's, uh, that was Kyle Washington. It was in GMG who, uh, who Racing had the Cup. Off there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, at, at turn one. But he's got going again, so that's good news. Yeah, slight change of livery for Kyle. We normally see that car in yellow and blue. It's a little bit more multicolored uh, this weekend, which is what threw me off when I first yes. saw that car. But he's carried on, so we're staying green for the moment so what a run from the man at the front of the field Will Martin for JTX Racing picked his way through that first lap those first lap incidents and now leads from Tom Sargent and Matt Ray Racing in second that's the white and blue car the white and green car in third is championship leader and so far three times a winner this season for Kelly Moss Riley Dickinson then it's Jimmy Libra having a good run for MDK in the white car with the red and black on it. It's the number 74. Alex Sedgwick, another Brit, uh, originally from the, the Midlands. And all kinds of uh, bits and pieces of uh, Porsche, including a, a front valance strip uh, on the run down from five to six. Uh, that debris, I presume, that's, uh, that'll have come off Kyle Washington's car from where he went in the tyres at turn one and to take the turn five for it to fall off. It's the little rubber strip that runs underneath the front splitter. Uh, Alex Sedgwick doing a great job for JTX and for PT Autosports. And again, they're looking for new talent in both driving, engineering and mechanicing as well. Really interesting that to follow up. See that all about that on their PT Autosports website. So that's another Brit who's come over to do a bit of driving over here. Tom Sargent with the fastest lap of the race last time around in his quest to get back on terms with Will Martin. 
I was going to try and get you to tell the story about tyres this weekend, Jeremy, because uh, it has been a little bit different because we had a different qualifying uh, style this weekend. It's not a single 30-minute session um, where quite often we see two sets of tyres used because it qualifies cars for both of the races. Uh, it's been a bit changed this weekend and it's meant a different tyre strategy in the early part of the weekend. That's exactly right. It's generally a half an hour set qualifying session and uh, the fastest lap uh, by each driver sets the grid for race one. The second fastest lap for each driver sets the grid for race two. Uh, all, for, uh, for every weekend, the teams have three sets of tyres to go from qualifying through the races. There's a nice pass there by... Um, that was uh, Baron Chotsky getting past Sabre Cook. Yeah. Uh, but so generally they run two sets in qualifying, then they have one new set for one or other of the races. But because it was a shortened session, they split the field this time. So the, uh, the Pro-Am and Am cars went out first for, for 13 minutes, I think it was, and then there was a short gap, and then the Pro cars went out for 13 minutes. So it really wasn't time to change tyres. There's Thomas Merrill ducking into pit lane to serve his penalty. Correct. Uh, so they, uh, they, they're, they're all on the same tyre strategy, effectively. Uh, and the uh, second fastest laps in, in that session set the grids for today's race. And it was quite different today, the grid, from yesterday. I really like this, this one session, just one set of tyres, go for it, get it done. Uh, I hope they do this more often, to be honest, yeah. because it, it shuffles up the field a little bit. If, you, if, you, if everybody runs two sets of tyres, it tends to be pretty samey. Uh, but yesterday, uh, for example... Uh, in third position on the grid for, for the opening round yesterday was Ryan Yardley, kind of a 78, did a great job for top racing to do that. But to, if, if in, in today's race, his second fastest lap put him only 10th on the grid. So uh, he, uh, yeah, quite different. Uh, and so he's got a bit more work to do today, has, has Ryan. He's up into seventh now yeah, uh, in well. that number 78 car for top racing and uh, doing very nicely indeed. But this is a super battle out front with this big long train of cars, top six of them still absolutely tied together. Yeah, Ryan just trying to get on the back of that top half dozen as they come round to complete lap number 10. It is a time certain race. We started with 40, 40 minutes on the clock. Uh, we are coming down to round about half distance. Tom Sargent and Will Martin swapping fastest laps at the front of the field. This time it's Tom Sargent's turn to take it, and he's closed down to within three and a half tenths. Now, can he do the move down in turn one? No, he can't. Riley Dickinson. Now, if you're Riley Dickinson with a big points lead and three wins behind you, you're watching these two guys having the scrap. Do you want to move forward? Well, yes, you do if you can. But he's thinking championship. No doubt about it for Riley Dickinson. Talk to him before the season started. And then again at Sebring. And he will take the points that's on offer here. There's no sense in ending up in the wall and not getting anything because non-finishes in this uh, season, as ever, will cost you dearly. And it's a big season for the deluxe Porsche Carrera Cup North America because along with their IMSA commitments, and IMSA is still the sanctioning body, by the way, uh, there's two appearance on Formula One supports as well, Miami and Dakota. Meantime, on the back straight... There's been an impact at turn number eight, which is going to bring out the safety car again as well. I was going to say someone's had a spin and has recovered, but I think it's been another hit to the wall coming out of turn eight on driver's left. 
and that is for the number 24 car of Thomas Never from McElroy Racing, who was well up inside the top 10, and he's broken the left rear suspension, having, as I say, made contact with the wall on driver's left after turn eight, and I don't think that car's going very much further. So this will, again, bring the field in behind that bright red 911-992 turbo, and Will Martin will be at the coolies' heels just a little bit as the time ticks down towards half distance. Yeah, you're absolutely right, John. And I, I spoke to Riley this morning, and he said exactly that same thing. You know, he's got a, a really good head on his young shoulders. Has the uh, the young man from uh, New Braunfels in Texas, just outside of San Antonio, just 20 years of age, which is hard to believe because he's been racing these Porsches now for what four or five years. But uh, yeah, he knows he, he's in the Catbird CT in terms of the championship uh, and everything else that goes with it. Uh, having won the first three races of the season, he's just got to be careful. He's got a pretty handy lead coming into this race today. It's already 22 points over Tom Sargent. Uh, so as the caution comes out, so he knows he's just got to. He, he saw what happened the last couple of years, where somebody opened up a big lead in the championship and eventually lost it. Uh, so, uh, yeah, particularly last year with uh, with Kai Van Berlo, his teammate, of course. So he's very mindful of that. Ooh. And is that Scott Noble again having a little off? No, no, that was the, uh, the number 24 uh, of uh, Thomas Never um, having his oh, uh, oh, off at turn eight. But that was a really weird one because it, it, it looked like he'd got round the corner um, and then lost it. But there's a big so ding. Snapped sideways, didn't yeah, it? yeah, there's a big ding right in the middle beside the exhaust pipes under the back of this 992. So he's, oh, he hit the curb on the inside. Uh, and then that pitched the car sideways. And then there's another bump there as well, which didn't help. So... Uh, cause or effect for that rear suspension. I, I think he's, he's probably done that on the wall. But uh, certainly those curbs at uh, turn eight are pretty flat. Um, and and yet we have seen people bouncing around all over the place. There's a fairly stout hit on the left-hand side, the driver's side uh, of the McElroy racing car. Well, mixed fortunes for that Mooresville car. Uh, Carolina's based team across from Australia and their Australian part of the team won the first race of the Carrera Cup Australia which was on the uh, Aussie GP support and just going back to what I was saying about this season it is a huge season uh, with two races at the Miami Grand Prix two races at Cota which will be the last two races of the Porsche to look Carrera Cup North America season. They'll be at Road America with NASCAR uh, and, of course, with their IMSA commitments. And also, they'll be the headline act at Rensport Reunion 7 at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca in September. So, plenty going on for this particular championship. And what Riley Dickinson... You mentioned his age there, Jeremy, and that's, that is important because he is also looking to be selected to be the representative from this championship to go into the Young Driver Shootout, which has produced so much talent down through the years. I'll be held in Europe at the end of the season and the opportunity there to compete with other selected drivers from other Porsche Carrera Cups 
around the world because it is a global formula uh, all using the same cars and the same Michelin tires around the world uh, and to compete against those other drivers to become effectively a Porsche factory driver a, a supported Porsche works driver and my goodness me we've seen some talent down the years that has come out of this initiative from Porsche well, we certainly have and uh, you'll just look at the uh, the drivers in the, uh, the the prototype cars now the Porsche 963s uh, with Matthew Jaminet and um, well and uh, Patrick Pile is still driving in the uh, in the FAF Porsche in the in the GTD Pro category. I mean, all sorts of drivers over the years. Good to see, by the well, way, Patrick bum, bum, Long yeah. here this weekend. Yes, not driving professional anymore, but he was driving uh, a Williams in the historic F1 race uh, races this weekend. Didn't get a chance to see them, unfortunately. I presume he won them. I think he was. I'd, I'd be surprised if he didn't. But uh, certainly great to see. I, was, I saw him briefly on the grid yesterday, mo uh, on Friday morning, getting re ready to go out for practice, and uh, he had a big thumbs up there. He was grinning from ear to ear. I can see that, <laughs> even with his full face helmet. It still holds the LMP2 um, track record around here. It goes all the way back to 2008, when he was in a Porsche Spider 112.3. Uh, very different LMP2 categories nowadays in IMSA. Well, that was when that uh, Porsche prototype was still categorised as a P2. And he's driven just about everything Porsche down through the years, Pat Long. And in fact, he's instrumental in that Porsche Rensport Reunion 7 that I was talking about uh, earlier on. Um, Earl Bamba came through Porsche Carrera Cup and the various scholarships. I think back far enough, and I do go back quite a long way. I remember even Brettel, former head of Porsche Motorsport North America, actually, uh, set in effect the old UPS Porsche Junior team in Porsche Super Cup with the dark brown and gold cars. I'm pretty sure Sasha Masson came through that, um, who is still a mentor to... Uh, Porsche Cup drivers around the world and has been doing a little bit of talent spotting uh, and he was one of the guys one of a number of guys who brought uh, Ife to the attention of Porsche Motorsports and he now he, or he will be a Porsche 963 driver at Spa next time out in the uh, FIAWEC when Hertz Jota Racing get their customer car so when we talk about a breeding ground for talent, that is not a marketing slogan. You get in, particularly with Porsche, you get in with Porsche as a factory driver, Jeremy. It's a pretty, pretty, pretty smart career move if you can make that happen. Uh, it certainly is, yes. And uh, you know, just thinking of, uh, as you say, of pa Patrick Long, you know, when he, that was a, a, just a tremendous breakthrough for him at the time. He was racing Formula Ford cars in the UK. He got the opportunity to effectively audition for that Porsche junior team as it was back then and um, yeah and look, yeah, look what a career he made for himself so great opportunity there there's eight drivers in this field who are eligible for that uh, junior uh, development uh, initiative and at the moment the, the, the best place of them in this field would be well, we'll be the race leader, of course. That yeah. is uh, Will Martin, who's just 20 years of age. Behind him, Tom Sargent, he's 21. Riley Dickinson is 20. Jimmy Libre is an, another youngster at 22. Uh, so the top four are all eligible. Alex Cedric is the first one that isn't, and he's, but he's only just just outside the uh, the age limit at, at age 24. 
So coming back to green flag with a little under 14 minutes to go. The green flag back in the air with Tony on the start to stand. And Will Martin does it again, gets a decent jump away. With Tom Sargent in the lighter coloured car in second with the blue. But rear end on that car, they've jumped away from Riley Dickinson. I think he's just giving himself enough room to react to anything in case it happens in front of him. He may have to drive around uh, a Porsche in the middle of the road. You do not want to get, he does not particularly want to get tied up in someone else's accident. So it's the gold and black JDX car that leads out for Will Martin through turn five, getting heat and temperature back into the Michelin tyres. And of course, that's closed up the whole of the top 10 through turn number six. Big changes to the surface. It turns six through the kick at seven and down to eight. A new concrete patch, then some new asphalt, and then back to concrete again. So three surface changes in quick succession through five, uh, through six into seven and then down to eight. And yeah, and it's probably created a, 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 another overtaking opportunity. It makes it a lot smoother going into turn eight. Totally. And that's tempted quite a lot of drivers to, to kind of make a move there on the inside. It's not always worked out particularly well, uh, but uh, oh. yeah, it's it, it looks good. Alias de la Torres had a problem at turn five, and he's moving slowly, so he'll drop down from where he restarted, it was 11th I think as he went across the line and the battle for the lead starts to heat up and this time the dummy thrown by the 17 car of Tom Sargent, can Whoa. he get it stopped? I don't think so, oh he clips the wall with the right rear, he was in the lead for a few metres but he's had to drop back in a second but I'm fairly certain there was contact with the right rear of that car and the unguarded part, he got so far round the corner that he was well beyond the tyres and in some way that might be good for him because if he'd hit the tyres, they would have sucked him in. But he's lost a... No, he hasn't. He's defending into turn six. And Riley Dickinson has to be careful here in the white and green Kelly Moss car. The debris flag is out at turn eight for the bits of car that's on the road. It's the red and yellow. That's something on the track that shouldn't be there. Often called slippery surface flag, but it could be there for debris as well. 11 minutes to go. Now, the question is... What is Tom Sargent feeling from the rear of his car as in to the pits comes the number four. That was De La Torre in the other JTX car. Well, he's going to be annoyed with himself. He was had a solid top 10, top 11 going there. He looks like he's clipped the wall in the exit of turn five. And then there were 26 cars still running. We haven't mentioned the classes because there's been so much going on at the front of the field. Let's quickly check in with them. 12th overall, ACI Motorsports, Mark Muccioroni leads Pro-Am from Jeff Morsing. They're line astern. In our Mark Varmi has John Getz behind him. John didn't get going yesterday. Ended up in the flowers turn uh, at, the, uh, at the fountain on lap one. Uh, he's in second at the moment in Am. And just about a second behind Mark of Army. So John trying to make up some points from the non-finish yesterday. Wasn't a very happy bunny to be parked there in the foliage. No, they've had a good battle oh, in this race. Oh, somebody's lost a tyre. Someone has lost a tyre. Now, Ooh, sheep is the carcass... It's just a tyre, it's not a wheel, is correct. it? Correct. It's the carcass of the tyre right on the turning point for turn eight. Almost looks like they're 
on a track day. And now I, I think that must have come off Elias de la Torres' car. Uh, and yeah, right rear broken on that car. So he's been in the wall and the carcass was right up against the left-hand ball and then it's just rolled gently across the road. And that, that's quite a big piece of rubber there. That would do some damage. Nine minutes to go. Yeah, new fastest lap there for our race leader, Will Martin. 1 minute 20.355 for the young Englishman. Tom Sargent keeping pace with him. Ryan Dickinson, Jimmy Libre, Alex Cedric, Grant Torquay, all together that top six. Well, it looks as though Tom Sargent got away with that little scrape on the wall in the white and light blue number 17 from McElroy Racing. He's dropped away from the leader just a little bit. Now, everybody's seen that tyre carcass now. And the flag is out for it. That's what the flag was there for at the exit of turn five. Check that, turn six, my apologies, as you turn left from shoreline onto Pine. Now, Riley Dickinson has a few choices to make here. He's got a little bit of breathing space between himself and Jimmy Libre, but not much. Uh, and now he's got Will Sargent within striking distance in front and then a gap to the leader. So how hard does our championship leader in the 53, the white car with the green stripe across it, how hard does he push? He's keeping... Not very hard, John, is the answer. Yeah, I, he's I, quite happy I to think score so. the points. I, no, I, no question. Chatted to him this morning. It's exactly what he told me. He said, I'm just going to take what it gives me, stay out of trouble. Uh, I know how to win this championship because I've seen my, uh, my teammates do it or not do it. <laughs> oh, yes. uh, and uh, because uh, his teammate last year, Kai Van Berla, looked like a shoe-in for the championship after winning uh, the, you know, the first, you know, dominated the early part of the season, won the four races and ended up losing it to Parker Thompson from JDX. So uh, uh, Riley is determined that will not be the same case, the, the case this time around. Jeff Morsink, top racing in the rhubarb and custard coloured car, the yellow and dark red machine. Very distinctive turns through turn eight. And Efren Castro behind. That is the pro-am battle there. The car ahead of them, the green the car with the green on it. That is Marco Cironi for ACI. Where's Sabra Cook? Yeah, Sabra she... Cook's in the pits. She oh, was yeah. running uh, in, the, in the ninth position ahead of Stefan Brzezinski. But, uh, she's headed to the pits. That's a shame. That was a really nice run for Sabra. That'll give her confidence. And that's exactly what she needs in these sort of cars. Very different to anything she's driven before. Still with the number 43 leading the AM category. That's MDK Motorsports, Mark Kavame. He's the M and the D and the K. And he's got a car between himself and John Gertz now. John Gertz now. As there's a pass. Oh, you fella. That was uh, very tight indeed at turn one. And a big sideways moment for Jeff Morsing as he loses the position to the yellow and uh, the uh, red and blue car behind but uh, now they've swapped back again so not sure what was going on there that was Efren Castro who got through momentarily now side by yeah, side it's a good little battle yeah it's a great battle for, for the, the lead in that uh, 
in that, in that pro-am class. Marco Cironi, Jeff Mosing, and Efren Castro have been nose to tell throughout this race. And you talked about it in the AM class, the car between Mark Kwame and John Getz. Well, that's Thomas Merrill, who served that penalty a while oh, ago yeah. for the earlier contact. He's working his way back up through the field, up into 16th now. I'm sure he'll get past... Uh, Mark Kwame pretty soon. There's a new fastest lap of the race. 119.716. That's a good effort for Riley Dickinson in third place. Only a tenth of a second outside the lap record set last year by Kai Van Berlo. Yeah, Gibbs, that was really smart driving by Riley. There's a point for fastest lap, isn't there? So Yes, indeed. He dropped back a little bit from Tom Sargent to give himself room and then has just put a... I mean, Tom Sargent's just put his fastest lap of the race in with a 20.2, but Riley Dickinson was half a second quicker because he'd given himself some room. Top three then, absolutely together, with Riley Dickinson again just giving a little bit of respectful pace. He's dropped space back to the two leaders, but that has put Tom Sargent back on terms with the leader with just under five minutes to go. Also a cracking battle going on at the bottom end of the top ten. Stefan Rosinski. Travis Wiley, Jake Peterson, all close together there, battling for 9th, 10th and 11th, just ahead of that battle for Pro-Am. But at the front of the field, Tom Sargent, second in the championship, with the championship leader behind him. And I'll ask the same question about Tom. Tom's not had a win yet, neither has Will. And so that is something they will want to do. But once again, you've got to ask yourself about championship aspirations here, particularly for Tom Sargent, Jeremy. Yeah, true, true enough. Well, you know, Tom's definitely going to go for it. He wants to get this win if he possibly can. It's been the super battle between uh, Will Martin and Tom Sargent in this race so far. Uh, by the way, just briefly on the Pro-Am, must have been a mistake by Efren Castro last yeah. time around because uh, it cost him six or seven seconds. He's fallen back three or four positions. So now Marco Cironi has, he's got a couple of seconds in hand over Jeff Mosing after Mosing and, and Castro having that little contretemps. Big slide from... Riley Dickinson there, and he's under pressure all of a sudden from Jimmy Libra, who goes round the outside at turn six. That's a brave manoeuvre. Jimmy has to back out of it. Riley defending to the right-hand side of the road, and that's going to bring Alan, Alan, Alex Sedgwick, sorry, Alex, into it as well. Big defensive move thrown early on the back straight at Seaside, and that means he's going to have to stay there now. He drifts gently into the back back in the middle of the road for turn nine the right hand to Riley Dickinson but he's got his hands full now and that all came from just slightly spinning up the rear Michelin as he came out of turn five and he gets a little bump and run into the final corner but somehow holds on to third position this is getting really fraught for the championship leader with now three cars behind him his grand talkie puts his fastest lap of the race in to get onto the back of this four car scrap for what is now second place yeah, and granted, he'd fallen back a bit uh, uh, from that little battle, but he made it up again on that last lap, a really good lap for him, a 120.5. That was indeed the fastest lap uh, of anybody amongst that uh, top group. Fractionally quicker than, than Travis Wiley in car number 77, who's now up into ninth position, uh, having uh, fallen down as far as 17th. Well, actually, no, he started at... He started at uh, he had a problem on the, on the opening lap and fell all the way back to last, pretty much last place. So uh, Travis Wiley, having had that uh, contact yesterday, the, the penalty for the contact that he had with Michael McCarthy has really done a super job today for top racing to move his way all the way through the field inside the top ten now. 
Helped with a little, 77. Helped with a little bit of carnage, in fairness, but you've still got to be in it to win it. And you're absolutely right. He's picked his way through there, Jeremy. No, uh, I'm not decrying uh, what he's, no, he's done He's passed himself. a lot of cars. He has passed a lot of cars. Yeah. Meantime, the leaders with... Uh, there'll be white flag next time around, I think. We might... No, we're not going to get it this time around. So there'll be this one and one more. So just under four miles then for the fourth round of the Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup North America. And the two young chargers at the front of the field. Oh, big defence brought into turn one. And once again, they're both really close to the white painted concrete wall on driver's right. Will Martin for JDX in the black and gold car. He's going to have to be careful here, John. He was sort of yes. wavering there in his line going into turn one. You can't do that. You've got no. to pick your line and, and stick with it. And uh, yeah, it was a bit marginal, I thought. But uh, it's, uh, I'm sure yeah, the worst I think you'll get is a warning at this stage. Um, Very different so attitude towards defending from European drivers to what we see here in the US. And Jeremy and I have had many long discussions about it. And again, <laughs> Sergeant, as brushing the wall this time with the other side of the car just straightening up the other uh, rear wheel arch on his number 17 McElroy <laughs> racing car with Kelly Moss's Riley Dickinson uh, still fighting the good fight Jimmy Libra is right there Alan's, uh, Alex Sedgwick has dropped back just a little bit as we come to the white flag with 16 seconds remaining on the clock as they exited the final corner Across the line now, and the white flag shown enthusiastically as ever by Tony on the start to stand. So, turn one, turn six. Oh, hang on, on the flasher. Tom Sargent's on the flasher. Oh, goes into the pit lane, and he's going wide. And that's it. He's given that one up. That's, that's cost him any chance, surely, of getting the race victory now. And he's been out onto the dirty part of the track. That's brought Riley Dickinson right back into it. But uh, Riley, I think, is more looking in his mirrors for Jimmy Libre at the moment with Alex Sedgwick right in there as well Grant Tolkien making up the top six Ryan Yardley still seventh for Anchoski in eighth for Wright Motorsport Travis Wiley in tenth Jake Pedersen for Reed and Racing yeah. making up the top ten good run for Jake well very good run for, for Jake I mean very little experience he's 22 years of age he's a, he's a musician and he's, he's, he's also he's studying at the Bar Berkeley College of Music in Boston but uh, very little racing he, you know, he, he loves his racing he loves dogs too by the way so there's a feather in his cap from as far as I'm concerned but a really good run for Jake I mean he hasn't been in the points at all yet in his first three races that's not surprising he's done very little racing but in the top 10 years now that was a mistake no, a re really good no, driver by Todd okay. Parriott, actually. GMG yep. Racing, he was getting out the way of the leaders. Blue flags out. And round four of the Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup North America at the front of the field is a debut victory. A maiden victory, should I say, for Bill, Will Martin. And, oh, Nola Sport pitched sideways. Tom Merrill getting Stefan Rosinski's bumper in his right rear but somehow holds on to it and will come through and hold on to 12th position uh, 10th position excuse me Jake Pedersen that's right a great the comeback too there, getting dropping a position from Radzinski so that was the little contra Tom right at the end well some new faces and some new names at the front of the championship this year but Riley Dickinson with third position will continue to lead the championship 
albeit with a slightly reduced margin to Tom Sargent, who finished second in front of him. So we'll close down by the difference in points between second and third. But Will Martin takes his first victory for JDX in the overall. Marco Cironi heads Jeff Mosing and Efren Castro, who fought right back onto the tail of those two at the end after making a mistake and dropping way back. That's ACI Top Racing and Kelly Moss in Pro-Am. And in Am Markovami, by half a second or so from John Getz, Scott Noble, what a story he's had this weekend, destroyed a car earlier on in the week and has had a couple of decent results for MDK Motorsports in the number 10 car with the spare car. I've got to say, though, that was a... I mean, if you're going to win a, a motor race with an overtake, the way that Will Martin did it, throwing the dummy to the right and then diving to the left into turn one on Tom Sargent, absolutely brilliant. Tom Sargent tried to repay the, comp uh, the compliment at the same point on the circuit and ended up, well, very close to a much bigger disaster. Did scrape the wall on both <laughs> sides of the rear. Uh, I suspect there'll be a little bit of livery work to do on both sides of the McElroy Racing. But Riley Dickinson doing exactly what he told Jeremy Shaw and I, uh, me, what uh, he was expecting to do for the season, and that is take the points on offer. It didn't go his way today, so his winning run is halted for now, but he still leads the championship. How about Will Martin, the man from Kent in the south of England. Some experience in Carrera Cup in the UK, in Carrera Cup GB. Takes his first victory here in the deluxe Porsche Carrera Cup North America. I thought that was a measured drive. A very, um, very aggressive when he needed to be. And uh, Rody's look a little bit, perhaps, with Tom Sargent uh, pressing very hard. But that was good racing at the front by those three young drivers. Tremendous race, I thought that was, and uh, hats off there to Will Martin gets his first race of the season, first win of the season, and for JDX Racing as well. It'll tighten up the championship just a little bit, as you say. Uh, unofficially, Riley Dickinson with the fastest race lap today, which has earned a point. We'll have at 101 to the 83 of Tom Sargent, who's finished second now in four consecutive races. That's not a bad uh, entry to North American it? racing. It is. <laughs> uh, and Will Martin with the first win on, on 70 points. So uh, those will be the top three. They're well clear of uh, everybody else. I think Alex Cedric, no, uh, Jimmy Libre will actually move up hmm. to the uh, fourth position on 34 points, just ahead of a whole string of uh, drivers. Several guys scored their first points of the season there including uh, Jake Peterson, a really good run there to finish uh, eventually just outside the top 10 because he got pit by Thomas Merrill, as you said, a ride on the line, but a good run for him. And, yeah, that was a great motor race. Uh, in the uh, Pro-Am class, uh, Marco Cironi, uh, I think, will keep the win today. Hard-earned for ACI Motorsports, so good job by him. Started from the pole position, led all the way, but not by very much. Jeff Mosing who's turning some quick laps at the end. Actually, Efren Castro finished third in the class behind Jeff Mosing and did set the fastest lap in the closing stages. Mark Kawami won Am again, but only by uh, just over half a second from John Getz. So a really good battle there as well. Just a quick shout out to Kyle Washington, who had some problems. He actually took the fastest lap of the race uh, towards the end in Pro-Am, but then got pipped by uh, uh, Efren Castro, who was chasing back towards Marco and Jeff uh, for that third place finish 
Well, the streets of Long Beach once again providing action and excitement for the two rounds of the Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup North America. Riley Dickinson doing Riley things yesterday and taking the race victory. A fraught opening couple of laps which saw a number of cars facing in the wrong direction. The parts truck is going to be busy again this weekend. Will Martin takes his first victory overall for JDX Racing in Am. Uh, it was Mark Army, Marco Chironi in Pro-Am, but Riley Dickinson continues to lead the championship. This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. For more, check imsaradio.com and subscribe to IMSA Radio wherever you get your podcasts.